be real with yourself. I'm going to say it like this. When it's selling, move on. Now, don't get me wrong. Have your aesthetic, your style. But if it's not working, it's not selling. You got to be real with yourself. And there's so many people want to get in this business and don't want to study. Like, I'm still studying and learning and finding new equipment and learning new techniques. And that's one of the reasons why I moved to LA as well, because I needed a platform of manufacturers and knowing the terminology and talking to people and building these relationships. And now I have an amazing network out in LA like I do in New York. So I think continue to educate yourself. Those of you that want to be designers, if you don't have rich parents, why you have a bottle swing machine? Why you ain't learned how to sew? But you want me to give you all the information that I have for absolutely free and you have done nothing. You just gotta be real with yourself. Designer Rico Chappelle does it all. As one of the very few African-American designers to create and manage a successful fashion house, Chappelle's portfolio includes a variety of women's wear, men's wear, accessories, and houseware. The Atlanta-based designer started by dressing local strippers and drag queens, and then would later style some of the most prominent figures in business and entertainment, including Tony Braxton, rapper T.I., Candy Brewis, Janelle Monet, and the list goes on. Chappelle has also established one of the only Black-owned fabric stores in America. I know, it's crazy. I sat down with Rico to talk all about his fashion journey, the power of the comeback, valuable advice for young designers, and the deep love for the Black community. Check it out, guys. So how are you? How's your day? Um, I'm good. I'm getting ready for Atlanta Fashion Week. So I am all over the place. I show Tuesday. and uh, Oh my God. And you took this interview? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just got to have my moments where I break away. And then I'm yeah. working on um, some stuff for Southern University, mm-hmm. TSU, Morehouse. I got like these real big, weird contracts. But no, it's Morehouse? Yeah. Oh my God. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. I know you're working yeah. on it, but that's going to be dope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's uniforms. Um, I'm doing, doing their flag uniforms, flag girl uniforms, uh, Southern dancing doll uniforms, um, and, uh, um, TSU cheerleaders, dancing girls and flags. I have a, uh, I have another business called HBCU Collegiate Central where we sell, uh, well, we sell um, uh, black college paraphernalia, and uh, I have licensing to uh, sell the school. That's a whole nother like. Oh my god! I want to support. You know, I went to Howard. Oh I'm yeah, to get I some cute HU gear. We just got the okay to do Howard, okay. but I don't. Okay. We got we got the paperwork, but I don't know if we got the official okay i know i've seen it i don't handle that department yeah i just kind of do the, the, <laughs> the designing and uh but i do know that it has come across my desk that is gonna uh, be so dope i yeah. am so there i am ready i thank am so you, ready I, first of all i'm just thrilled that you're on the show i have been thank such you. a fan for a long time you're one of the few designers who have been in the game as long as you have been and, and 20, going on 22 years 21 years so far that's crazy 
but it's still, you're still thriving. So, you know, I I think your story and and just some of the interviews that I was uh, revisiting the other day, it's just like, what a journey. And I would love to start from the very beginning. Um, okay. Um, like what was life like growing up in what, what was it? Chattanooga, Tennessee? <laughs> yes. Chattanooga. I love how you how Chattanooga. Is Chattanooga. Yes. 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 You made it sound so fancy. <laughs> no, I was trying well, to get it right. <laughs> well, I grew up, um, my early years from when I can remember, I grew up in a projects, mm. um, up until I was about 11 years old. Um, and I'm gonna make it kind of I'm going to speed it up until now. Um, and then when I was 11 years old, my mom decided she wants to try drugs. Mm. And I went from home to home up into my um, my 12th grade year when my father was just like, get out of his house. Um, I went to college with $35. Um, and a friend of my dad's, uh, he's, he's the owner of Ruby Falls. Um mm. And um, he he gave me five hundred dollars because our birthday was on the same day, and he was wow. so excited about me going to college. And I was so adamant about getting out of Chattanooga. I didn't fill out any local college. It was either I just knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. I wanted mm-hmm. to be around my people. Like I love my people. I applied for FAMU, Alabama A and M, uh, Tennessee State, and Lane College. Mm-hmm. So Lane College gave me the most money. Hey. We um, know you're about your money. We're going to get to that later. All right. So they gave me the most money, but I really wanted to go to Tennessee State. Uh, my dad wanted me to do my loan, helped me with my loan. Um, so when I got to Lane, I um, I used to type papers for $2 a page. Wow. Um, and I used to cut hair. And um, I got, and I remember when I was in the band at Lane and I went, we had to play Tennessee State. And when I saw Mr. Miss TSU walk around the court, I turned to the man and said, I'm transferring next year. Stop <laughs> it. And um, I ended up getting an engineering scholarship to Tennessee wait, wait, State. Wait, what instrument did you play? We got to ask that. I played all of the brass. I played from wow. trumpet, baritone, tuba, trombone. Wow. Uh, a lot of you don't even know that about me, but I know I, that's something like, excuse me? Oh. Yeah, I, and I was drum major at Lane College, which we had a small band um at the time. <laughs> now they got a medium, now they got a pretty good sized band now. Um, but you know, I was protesting about new uniforms. So I've been doing that since the beginning of the time because people think that I just do it just to be having something to talk. That's just I'm all about change and the progression of whatever situation I'm in. If it's that's just right. If you know, if it was just, if I was white, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. we're not, I'm not white. No. Nope. Nope. Um, and so I transferred to Tennessee State University on an architecture on a civil engineering scholarship. I changed to architecture engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine was running for um, Miss Black and Gold, and I was dating um, my first boyfriend at the time. Wow. And, and he was a designer. He um, put his sewing machine in the shop, and I was like. Um, can I have it? You know, do you need it? And he was like, sure, here. And uh, when we was at the mall shopping for clothes and I was like, girl, I can make that little tube top and little, you know, I made it and it was like, it was a tube top with like this fringe, this panel of the tube top with this fringe and she put this coat and she was telling everybody that I made the whole entire outfit. I love it. Well, did and, you, were you, were you sewing like before then or was this so, like, no? So I skipped the part. My mom 
is a seamstress, but wow. I'm fourth generation. And so when I got behind wow. the sewing machine, I kind of knew, and, 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 and like for architecture major, mm-hmm. I can figure out, like I can figure out any type of machine, any equipment. Yeah. So it was just like, I look at the situation and I can figure it out and I can wow. make it work. Wow. Um, and next, and that was the time when the JLo dress was out the Versace. Oh, dress. I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember making that dress for a friend for like thirty five dollars. It's crazy. Uh, yes, and um, and people just started coming to me one after another. And I used to work at Ruby Tuesday then Express. I quit both of my jobs. I was making like in college, I was making about five thousand a month. What? Um, yeah, I was making about oh five thousand on campus. That's amazing. <laughs> done my, and done. Yes, in my um, I remember I used to have my sewing area set up in my uh, college apartment, uh-huh. and the girls used to just come over, and I did pretty well. And then when I graduated, I had a small clientele in Atlanta. Uh, by this time, my me and my dad started back talking, and he wanted me to go to New York. Oh, um, wow. But he really didn't. He really didn't feel the whole fashion thing. Um, and by this time, I wasn't out the closet, so mm. well, I wasn't out the closet to my family. And um, and I was like, he wanted me to go sing and dance on Broadway. Wow. Um, and, and I was like, I just was not digging the 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 smallness. It was dirty. I was like, I can't deal what? with New York. <laughs> I could come and visit, but it I'm going to go. And, and I'm going to go ahead and move to Atlanta. It's clean. I got a nice clientele. And I'm gonna be honest. When I moved to Atlanta, it was nothing but strippers and drag queens. Wow. Um, yeah, strippers and drag queens, but they paid great. Wait, what money. time? What 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 decade was this? This because you know I'm old. Try not to so, try not to age yet. Well, you know, I'm 44. Um, You're but, good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You're I graduated from Tennessee State in 2002. Wow. So so I moved to immediate to Atlanta after I graduated. Wow. And my first celebrity client was T.I. and Youngbloods. No way! How did they find out about you? Just like from around the way? I was working with a photographer, Sean Dadell. I was pretty much styling. Wow. And then I slowly introduced clothing to, you know, my clients or whatever. And especially if I was styling a girl, I'd be like, oh, look what I made. Right. And so, um, and when Project Runway came out, I was trying out season after season, but I didn't get on Project Runway. I ended up getting on the fashion show that was hosted by Kelly Rowland and Isaac Mizrahi. Yes. And what is the fashion show for people who don't know? And what, so the what fashion show took the place. The fashion show, show took the place of Project Runway when it moved to Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember sitting in a chair. They was like, we don't understand why you did not get on Project Runway because I am animated. I am silly. I am a shit talker. I know and you're myself. Good. Thank you, thank you. So I was very much like the the television person. Even in being in Atlanta, I end up being on Housewives of Atlanta, Married to Medicine, yeah, uh, R&B. Pretty much every show except Love and Hip Hop. I just did not want to do Love and Hip Hop. Um, yeah, you know I'm I'm good <laughs> with it, but I ain't that ratchet. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> right. I was like, you know what, I. I can't do that. I, yeah. you just it, that show is just so unpredictable. And at least Bravo would try to protect your name and right. your brand to some extent. Um, and they do understand that after the camera stop rolling, we have to we have to make a living. Yeah. Um, and so I um, here in Atlanta, 
doing really, really well. Um, oh. Had two stores, online wow. store, about to get married, yada, yada, yada. End up having a very bad breakup, got mm. depressed, moved. To, I closed everything. I moved to LA. I went from making almost like 800000 a year to like sixty five a year. There <gasps> um, we go. I know, right? But I remember talking to my um, my therapist and they was like, you need a break because I've done everything. I traveled the world with Tony Braxton. I worked with Candy. Yeah. I worked for like pretty much every single black celebrity in Hollywood, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I was bored. It was, yeah. I was really, really bored. And, and, and it was when Instagram was on the come up, I was not ready for social media backlash i'm just used to moving in a certain way yeah. because it wasn't it was black planet when i was in college. exactly Ooh, black planet i remember <laughs> yes. black <laughs> yes and then it was my space but you really wow. didn't get a lot of backlash on some things that you did or said and no. you to up stuff and and i've always people think i'm so public and so all over the place but i'm really private like no one knows yeah. like dating is horrible here because everybody thinks that i'm so but nobody knows my family. Nobody knows where I live. Like, I'm very private. I have friends that's been my friends for 20 years that have never been inside my home. Wow. Because they don't need to come in. <laughs> you oh, know, um, I can. Like, I can, I'm very. What my is gra- your sign? What are you Okay, I'm Leo. Yeah, but my grandmother taught me that, you know, I never understood why I could never have friends over, but mm. you just never want that energy because that's fair. I'm. I'm fighting the rest of the world, the rest of the world all the time. And so when I come in my home, yeah. I want to just have a sacred place to just me and my boot thing and my little doggy. And we just, yeah. it's just my, my moment. And a lot of, a lot of my friends have never stepped foot in my house. Energy is real, house. especially yeah. as a creative and, and yeah. just getting your inspiration and sort of going where you need to go and not having anything distracting from that. Like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And even I tell people all the time, like I love people think I love drama because I can throw shade. I mean, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, if you're creatives, you know, I mean, we all do it. Right. So, but I like to live in a fair, a place for fairy tales, lollipops and rainbows when I'm yes, like yes. when I a, when I was depressed, I could not create nothing. I only could do something that I've done before. And it's just like mm. now since I'm in a whole better area. Like I can just. You know, you know what? We gotta we gotta rewind it back because, you know, our mutual friend, Jetta Khan. What up, Jetta? We were talking and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited about Rika getting on the show. Oh my God. And one thing we were talking about was your process, like from the beginning of finding manufacturers on your own, going to China. Do you know Mandarin? Do you know Mandarin? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, it was really hard. Like it was. It's, I spent a lot of money, tons of money. Oh. Um, I remember when I first moved to Atlanta, you know, I came out when the cusp of the internet. Yeah. Like, like it was it was not a lot of stuff available on the internet. And to be honest, a lot of people like in China, they was not dealing with black people like they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being in Atlanta, I didn't even know where to get hangers from. Wow. Like, I, I remember asking people and... Uh, 
they was just, you know, I was asking black people and they was being real shady towards me, like, oh, I don't know, and et cetera. And I remember, <laughs> uh, remember Tony Rich? The same oh my name. God, yes. Um, I haven't heard that name in a minute. <laughs> yes, Tony Rich, his wife at the time had a store in Little Five Points. She wow. gave me like five. She just gave me a hug and she said, baby, you know what? Here, here's five bins of hangers. And I was like, oh. wow. Like, and I, that just kind of was like, I was just on this quest to find the next thing. And so before I found the manufacturers, I just developed my own team. Like I, wow. I got friends. Look, can you, can you come in and work for me? Da, da, da. If you on hard times, blah, 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 come and work for me. I'm going to pay you. And then wow. I just built this team and I was able to create these stores because we had an overflow flow of, of uh, products. So I'm like, okay, we're going to open up a store. We're going to have an online store. We're going to do another store. But the thing was, the, the, oops, the overhead was crazy. Yeah. Um, the liability was crazy. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, I was just tired. Hmm. Um, and so this time around, uh, when I got back from LA, um, uh, I met these group of girls from Chicago and so it's like, we're going to China. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm broke right now, but I'm going to must up these coins wow. and, 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 and catch this fight over to China. So wow. literally I took my last, I think like $2,500 and I went over know. to China and like, I, and I had, when I got there, they was like, Rico, just take whatever you can. Just bring $500 or whatever. Like, but $500 is like almost, it's almost like $5,000 over there. Wow. So I was like, oh, really? So what I did, I got samples of everything. I got contacts of everything. And now going over to China, you can use your phone to talk to them. It'll translate for you. You can use wow. WeChat. Um, and I would just type it in what I wanted and let them read it or send it to them. And they can read, like, I couldn't, had to find a restroom. So where is the restroom? And wow. they'll read it. And so it's just so many things now that is so amazing to make your travel. And then what I found out, um, like they love brown people. <laughs> like they don't see, they used to not see them very often from what I like. People exactly. Act like you were a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm over there. I'm taller than most. I'm bigger mm-hmm. than most. How tall are you, Rico? Because I've never I'm met six, you in person. I'm six one. Oh. Yeah. I oh, well, excuse me. Yeah, I'm six one. So it's like they're they're looking and they're taking pictures and and even the second and third time when I came over there, they see me coming down. Hey, hey, hey. So it was beautiful, you know. But I will say, since our good old friend Donald Trump kind of messed up everything with the tariffs, the shipping mm-hmm. is like ridiculous. So now I'm looking into wow. Mexico, um, and here in America, things are just super duper expensive to get yeah. reproduced. Um, like you can get a bag in, like you know, I'm not trying to put this business out there or anything, but like a Telfar bag probably costs two dollars to get made over in China, versus over here it may be a hundred dollars. You know, um, and so it's just better to get things done over in China. And I know everything is on this green kick and and eco-friendly. Baby, we was in slavery a couple of months ago. So I got to be catch. I got to catch up on the (laughs) You know, that's a real, that's a real statement right there. I mean, I'm going through family history right now and I'm like, hold on a second. That was just like. 
two seconds ago. When you really break down, like I'm doing Atlanta Fashion Week and I love sending messages when I, I feel like if you have a platform like I do, you really need to educate. So I'm my collection is centered around, I'm doing a tribute to Oscarville, Georgia. Wow. Do you know what Oscarville, Georgia is? What? No. Right. Nobody knows because it was it was the same place like Black Wall Street and so Yeah, I was like, was it wiped out? That that was my initial thought. Yeah, it was was wiped out by our friends. Mm -hmm. And they decided they want it it was a situation to where a white girl accused a black guy, uh, a black little boy of touching her. Oh my god. And they found out later that she was lying and they convicted and executed him the same day. The very next day, they killed everybody in the town. They decided they needed a lake. So they flooded the entire area. So all of the houses, the churches, the schools are under Lake Lanier. Wow. Um, and it was called Oscarville, Georgia. So my my thing is like Oscarville 2020. Just imagine if we had, this was in 1912. Wow. So just imagine if we had those generational that that generational generation of money, of wealth, of schooling, of where would we be? Where would Atlanta wow. be? Where would so I'm making this high society for oh. moment of evening gowns and coats and furs and I'm oh. giving I'm giving very much it's sending chills down my spine. I'm getting chills. It's, it's sending it's 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 giving wow. the Oscar De La Renta of Black fashion now is giving a time for of now is giving it, it makes you think what if wow. like what if what if that didn't happen what if we didn't have limitations and when you think about it when we was out of slavery there was still racial tension Jim Crow we can't vote and then when we was able to get on our feet it was drugs it was crack right. it was, so we still dealing with a lot of things and I do preach the gospel of shopping with black vendors and, mm-hmm. and it gets on so many black people nerves but I'm like <laughs> like but I think in, to know where you're going you got to know where you're from uh, if right. you went to HBCU so you understand my whole it's not even about fight the power it's about really educating our own because I do feel like we don't need a white dollar we don't, mm. if we patronize ourselves, we spend so much in the beauty and fashion industry. If we just patronize our black counterparts, and I know, yes, we're late. We take, we do all of that, but people have to understand that we are so shorted on so many, we can't get loans from the bank. Mm-hmm, you know, we can't only, and I think now the great thing that happened was going on now with the pandemic that I was able to get a PPP because I wow. had my business stuff where yeah. I was able to get a stimulus check. I was able to now to hire an accounting or team to handle my money that could flip yeah. before. Now I'm knowledgeable about stocks. I'm knowledgeable about E-Trade and Bitcoin. And I mean, I opened up a fabric store uh, with stocks I made from Radio One. We got to talk about that. What inspired you to open up the fabric store? So, <laughs> And what is it called? So people can go visit. Glamour World Fabrics here in Chamblee, Georgia. It's right, right outside. I tell people 10, 10 minutes from Lenox Mall. Um, oh, so okay. I was raised in the hood. So it's just like, it's just, it's like one of the 10 crack commandments, a biggie small 10 crack <laughs> commandments. And I <laughs> wanted to become the supplier 
Like, mm. I want to come, like, you come and get your fabrics from me. You come and get the shoulder pads. You come and get the zippers. You come and get these hard-to-find things. And me going into fabric shopping as a designer, I'm not going to get that shoulder pad. I'm going to get that shoulder pad. I'm going to get not going to get that fabric. I'm going to get this. They already got this at Joanne, so I'm going to yeah. get this other thing. So I try to carry different things that they don't they don't carry. Um, Smart. Wow. You know, and so it took me 13 years to open up this fabric store. Wow. People so it was laughed always at a me. dream. Was it always a dream yeah, of so yours? It was always a dream. People laughed at me. Like, um, hmm. and just me coming to New York so much. Yeah. And 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 talking to a lot of the uh, vendors and um uh, uh I can't think of his name down on uh 32nd Street uh fa- fabric house. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. And even the guys in LA, they were like, Rico, it's a shitload of money into this. So wow. I when I went over to China and got all the connections. I was like, excuse me. They selling this in the states for wow. $30 and we're paying $3 for it. I'm like, wow. give me a book yards of it. And so that's how I ended up starting the fabric store. Wow. And, I, and I really started my first month was the stuff that I already had in inventory that I already had <laughs> this. And I was like, you know what? Let me put this on Instagram and sell it. And I started selling it and I was wow. able you know, at I'm a, I tell people this. I don't care about going down in history about being the best fashion designer. Hmm. I'm a businessman man first. Like, hmm. I know how to flip a dollar. I started my first business at seven years old, selling wow. lemonade and candy on a block. Wow. I know how, I know how to make money. So, you know, <laughs> I know how to make money. <laughs> You know, speaking of that, it seems like a lot of designers across the board often have that issue, the business side. Um, So was that just something that was sort of innately in you? Did you take a business class? Did you have a mentor that sort of helped like guide you throughout your life? Is there someone you call? Like, how did that work? A little bit of everything you said except business class. Um, my grandmother, grandfather owned a complex across from wow. the projects that we live in. So, because people just like, you did not grow up in the projects. You did not. But my grandfather, my grandmother and grandfather both said they live in the suburbs. So I was able to get out the projects and go experience a whole nother life. So wow. we wasn't allowed to talk a certain way and act a certain way and, and sag and pimp and all that oh, stuff. No. We was we had to be like really kind of conservative because, you know, we got to go go to church with grandma on Sundays yep. or go clean the store. And so I remember when I was about seven, like, I hate being out of the sun. You know, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go out and play. Da, 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 da. So, you know, back in the day, your mama used to just put you outside on my door. So my grandmother <laughs> in, in South Carolina, she owned a store as well because I'm actually originally from South I was born in South Carolina. Oh, wow. And so... So she would give us, uh, she had a big candy store. And so she'd just give us like bags and bags of candy. So instead of eating it, I would sell it. So oh, I would sit on the porch. Smart. I love it. I, yeah, I would, I would <laughs> sit on the porch, make some lemonade. And my mom thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I would just, you know. Oh, you were not playing around. Like, you were serious. Yeah. yeah. And when I was 11 years old, my dad owned a landscaping company. I used to go to work with him, cutting grass. 
painting, trimming hedges. So I'm I'm a I'm a real I'm a real real dude. I'm a down south cut grass. You know, Do whatever, all that good stuff. I probably could even build your house. So, <laughs> you know, and even for my fabric store, like the Wayne's coating, I painted the Wayne's coating, the trim, my photography wall. Wow. Like I, I did all that myself. I built it wow. all myself. Amazing. That, that yeah. is wild. Um, first of all, like, so did you, did you budget that money when you were younger or did you like spend it and then just or re- did you reinvest in your businesses like um, I did a little bit of both like yeah. you know I knew I was always like my mom always taught us to get get her Christmas gifts get my aunt Christmas gifts um you know take care of my brothers take care of my sister like school clothes we would save up in a piggy bank uh, all year and go yep. shopping so I mean to be honest she just took she just taught me to take care of myself Mm. Um, and then when it came down to, um, starting House of Chappelle, I started it with a $1,500 student loan from wow. TSU. Yeah. Yeah. Cause wow. you were mind you, my dad put me out. My mom was nowhere to be found. She was, yeah. hey. I was, was going from home to home and baby, once I got in that financial aid office, I said, now what? She said, well, you can get, you can get, I said, oh, well, give me the maximum amount. <laughs> and I went and bought me sewing machines, a mannequin. Amazing. And it, and yeah. And plus I needed school supplies for school. So I needed a mannequin. I needed sewing machines. I needed. Yeah. So you got to use what you got. And that's yeah. just something black people just, we, we've all had to do. It's just like, you yeah. take what you're given and, and exactly. figure it out. And even like with this pandemic going on, we found a way. Like <laughs> we found a way. I was like, I just seen so many people like on Instagram, like yep. panicking about white people panicking about businesses. And but all of my black friends started business. A, a homegirl of mine, she started selling plates. She lost her job. <laughs> I was like, girl, instead of Uber Eats, come on over here. I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars. Bring me some food. Bring me some food for a couple wow. of days. And she started like a little food. Milk yeah, prep, food prep, delivery. Prep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Amazing. So we, we make away. Amazing. You know, you, your, your designs are like out of this world. Like how, like, where do you get your creative inspiration? Like, where does it come from? So, um, I, like I said, I live, I like to live in a land of fairy tales, um, uh, and, and, um, uh, Sugar plums and and high kicks and cartwheels. I really I love do. it. <laughs> um, and I always had a fixation of the wealthy, the rich, mm. um, and it was always about a look. Uh, mm. I love tailored clothes, and I love the simplistic of a tailored suit. Um, and I think when people find out, like my, I majored in architecture, engineering, and have a degree in interiors. Um, People's like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, I love totally. lines. I love the opulence of it all. I love announcing. I actually can buy expensive fabrics. I love yeah. using a uberly expensive fabric with a beautiful gown. And and I always like when I was younger, I was like, okay, who who would really buy those clothes? Because you know, yeah. I did the stretch pieces, the seventy nine dollars stretch pieces, the one fifty stretch pieces. Yeah. And to be honest, those may be the most money ever in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the great part is about it now that I have multiple businesses like the Fabric Store, I have HBCU Collegiate Central where I get the contract from colleges. And so I'm able to make um, $25,000. I get a $25,000 contract from a school or get a $10,000 contract from another school because I have. So I combine all those and that's just how I'm making my money now. But for as far as the design aesthetic of Rico Chappelle, House of Chappelle, like yes. I love clean, opulent. I love feathers. I love, I love some feathers. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, I probably got a little baby drag queen living in my head. <laughs> because I I love glamour. I oh, love yes. sophistication. Um I live for an Oscar Della Rental. I a renter, I love uh Kevin Hall, which nobody yes, Kevin, we love Oh my nobody god! Never, nobody never we talked. To, we're hitting him up for the show. Definitely love me some Kevin Hall. And and wow. my new my new fixation is I, we actually are really good friends with Sergio Hudson. Oh I, Sergio, yes. yes, like I love going to his studio and playing with buttons and fabrics and wow. and even being friends with him. He just showed me like changes to this fabric right here, like. Change that, like do do that, like it and it, it it just like I love to submerge myself. Fairy tales and grump drops and cartwheels, but I know I unfortunately it. it's an ugly side to fashion. You know, a real yes. nasty racist side. Now they're just trying to use us to sell clothes, but you know. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you about that as you were talking about you know the glamour and and just sort of the the uh, inspiration from the wealthy, which I think is something that African-Americans like our experience. It's something that we're like, Hey, like we want access to that. We want that. Like, you know, so in that space, I think that sometimes at least in the fashion world, there seems to be for some, this uh, want of being uh, accepted you know, and, and, and people get really hurt and sad, you know, when things don't happen or they're passed over or overlooked, you, my friend have been going strong since day one. Was there, it like, looks like it, but, and, and I was going to ask, was there a t- like, how did you get over sort of that wanting to be accepted by the quote unquote broader industry and do your own thing um i think early on moving into it i knew that i wasn't going to be accepted if Mm. that makes sense yeah you know i'm I'm from tennessee so black boys don't grow up to do the things that i've done like they Mm. don't they just don't and i just remember you know my early years of watching valentino on oprah and there was nobody that looked like me nobody that i can call and you know, I had my mentors throughout the years, but it was a time that when I was here and my mentor was here, I slowly surpassed him. Wow. Like I slowly, and it's just like, I stood in a space for many years alone. Mm. You know, it was Michael Knight, you know, yeah. it, it was, but it was always a camaraderie type thing. And I'm like, 
I remember when I first met him, God rest his soul, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm from Tennessee, just off from college, just graduated, just was Mr. TSU. And I'm like, hey, I'm Rico Spell from da 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 da. And he looked at me and said, oh, it's, I finally got competition now. And I was like, well, damn. She's a wee. You know? Yeah. Um, and Man. I celebrated my clients. I never once hid that I made clothes for strippers. I never once hid that yeah, I no. made clothes for drag queens. I never, because those those strippers that was in college, they're, now they're CEOs of companies hmm. and, and doctors and lawyers. Hmm. And, and so my clientele has, I have clients that I've had for 21 years. Wow. You know, and so that's what keeps the brand going. And so when I have fallen on hard times, you know, I have an alumni, one of my best friends, uh, what what do you need? You went my second time that I went to China, what you need? I was like, oh, I think I need about five thousand dollars. Before we got off the phone, it was in my bank account. Amazing. You know? I love that. Yeah. So it was, you know, graduate from Tennessee State University. Even now, my first big college contract came from Tennessee State. You know, wow. people called me directly and was like, directly and was like, we want you to make these uniforms. So and now don't get me wrong, I have lived in a space to what if I was white? Hmm. You know, what I would have been that Christian Seriano, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, you know, what I would have been that Michael Costello or, yeah. you know, because, you know, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of our people, black people was like, well, um, you you haven't did this and Michael Costello. I'm like, but I did everything that Michael Costello was doing now. I did it 20 years ago. But yeah. y'all laughed at me and said it mm. was too, you know, but then when I did the stretch pieces, y'all laughed at me. So now I'm just going to be honest. I just do what the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you either like it or not. But one of the things that nobody can say that they can't say that I have, that I quit, that I stopped and that I'm, and that I'm still here. They can only say that I'm still here and that I still keep moving for somehow I always have a bounce back I don't know how but <laughs> I just try to stay focused and, and I keep saying this I just try to live in a land of fairy tales and grown I don't talk to a lot of people in my family I don't have a lot of friends I don't associate with a lot of people I just kind of you're in your zone you know? yeah you know you mentioned earlier uh I this when you were in LA and you mm-hmm. were and you were very depressed how did you get out of that particular slump in your life? Like, what was the moment where you're like, you know what? It's time to get up. Um, you know, well, I did visit a shrink a couple of times. Oh, a therapist. I, I go to a therapist every week. It's all good. Yay, therapist. And I do. I do <laughs> have, like, it's very important to have people that is very honest around you. Mm-hmm. Very very, very honest, almost to honest that they would probably even hurt your feelings telling you the truth. And you know Jetta is that person? Oh my God. God, 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 God. Baby, he said some dick. Oh, that's <laughs> that shit looks cheap. And God, God, like, but I know it comes from him in a good place. A good now, place, something yeah. is great. Now, he's like, now, Rico, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. I love it amazing so-and-so 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 and i don't now don't get me wrong i don't care about other people's opinion but my close friend because i hold my friend very dear to my heart yeah and i'm gonna be honest i had to get in a mirror mirror naked yeah what could i do differently wow like 
when I believe in pe- that people will let you know who they are in the beginning. Mm. So you really got to pay attention and li- listen. Like I was making, it was new money. I was making all this money, baby. I'll go have lunch in New York, go shopping in Miami, yeah. travel this and do this. I, like I said, I was traveling the world with Tony Braxton, who was in Italy, Russia. Oh, wow. um, we was going all over the place. And wow. they pulling up to Neiman's. I'm pulling up with, to Neiman's too and shopping. And this is that and the third. And I wasn't taking my money and reinvesting it back into the business. Mm. I was doing a lot of new money type things mm-hmm. and um i literally had to get in that mirror and be like you self-made you can do it all over again wow. what type of plan like everything that you do it need to be very strategic mm-hmm. um and executed well and i kept getting calls uh from atlanta um i was i actually moved back because i had a call from candy to do a show here in Atlanta, I had a, a email from, I was conversing with some people over in the UK to do a show. I did a show in Canada, which I ended up winning. It was called Stitch. Uh, it only aired in Canada. Then. Oh so that gave, me a, that gave me a little seed money. Hello. Um, and and then uh, I was actually up for poor out for the straight guy. And um, I, but you know, they can only have one black person. So. I know. Oh my um, God. And so I was like, look, my, co- I'm a, so let me tell you this. I, I have never said this publicly. <laughs> I was hiding my truck in Sergio's uh, compound. Like he had a studio. So they want to come and repossess my truck in LA. I mean. <laughs> so I drove it back happens. to Atlanta yeah. with an expired tag and my, in a trailer hitch. They said I had to return it in LA Thursday. I drove it straight to Atlanta, dropped it off at U Haul at like 12 o'clock. At, and I actually just paid them back for the trailer uh, because I oh. needed to rent U Haul truck. So I drove back because I just kept getting so many different opportunities in Atlanta. And, wow. and I'm going to tell you, the black person in LA and over here on the East Coast is totally different. Like immediately yeah. in LA, if I met somebody from New York or down South, we jailed quickly. Wow. But in LA, girl, they stab you. <laughs> they not only stab you in the back, baby, they break off your legs. They shoot you while you down and they're gonna <laughs> kick you to make sure you ain't breathe. And so I was like, let me get my tail back to Atlanta. And I stay with a client. Uh, oh, she's she's one of my friends, but she uh-huh. she's still one of the clients to this day. She's like, I got wow. extra room. The boys are older. They can be around, they can learn something from you. Oh, that's and awesome. I stayed at her house for about Two or three months, I called my homegirl. She's a stylist named Proby here. I said, girl, I need a house and I need some work. And she was like, I got a house for you. You don't have to fix it up yourself. And I said, girl, give me a give me the keys and a bucket of paint. Wow. And I went in that house and I was scraping and changing light fixtures. And they had a sunroom. I set up shop and it was everything just, wow. I'm going to be like, I believe in building amazing relationships. And I mm. think that's one of the main reasons that I've lasted that long. Like, I don't get me wrong. I have burned some bridges that I have told people <laughs> kiss my ass. Wait, are you, you're still cool with Candy, right? Oh, yeah. We cool. We met Candy. had an episode. We had an episode. I, I remember. I was like, oh, oh, no, what's happening? Yeah, we had an episode. I didn't sign the contract for a show. 
Um, mm. And that's when Funky Donnie would try to go on a smear campaign. Aww. But but it's okay. Candy called me for a reunion situation because I will say this. I love it. I'm glad. There's no one in Atlanta that do what I do. <laughs> and, and it's 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 nobody that can execute the way I execute the speed that I I move and and my execution. And I keep it very professional. It may look like me and Candy are like tight tight. I don't go party with Candy. I don't. I've been over her house, but I don't of go. Of course, like, very like, professional. That is my, that is my client, mm-hmm. and we are we are cool. Marlo is a client. Yes, Marlo. Like, Mar- like, I don't hang with them girls. Quad was a friend, but we we're cool right, because right, we graduated right. from the same school. But we're not friends like that. It just you know. But I'm fine. But I I'm I'm cool with all them girls. I love you it. Know? I love yeah. it. You know, I'm curious, you know, for the folks who don't know, can you just, let's just, let's just like give it to them. Who are some of your top clients for those who don't know Rico? Because there may so, be some folks who are listening who don't. Okay. Um, so, I'm, so do, do you, you know, Courtney out of like lay a creator of the main choice? Yes. Okay. Um, she sold her brand for like fifty-six million during her time when she created the brand. Eleven, it was it was a millions. Yeah, I'm like I can't remember. I did all of the marketing for all of her campaigns from when Target, Walmart, uh, Family Dollar. I did all. I don't even post it on my Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. Shut um, up. Wow. That, that's a client. Um, it's amazing. I deal with, um, I can't think, I, I'm not going to tell you her name, but mm-hmm. it's a real big person. In a, and I'm going to tell you why I, I move at a, a space where, because now with social media, people yes. are able to buy the people DMs and, and tell them the tea or yeah. get your client to do things for really, really cheap. I have this young lady in uh, Miami. She's mm-hmm. about 24 years old, multimillionaire. Love. Uh, and I never post her on my Instagram page. We, 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 that's like my little sister. She called me. She's getting ready to open up a club in her hometown. Like, and I told her. Okay, queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Like I have a lot of clients, so I just move at a real, so I just move at a real quiet. The entertainers are great. I've done Janelle Monae, I've done Michelle yeah. Williams, uh, Nicole, you Tony Braxton, yeah. Tony Braxton, Fantasia, like you name it, I probably do. But the girls that really got the money don't even want me on television. They don't want me on social media clowning. <laughs> Yeah, you know, (laughs) it's great. They 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 don't want me. They like the way that I just move at a certain space because here's the thing about being quiet. A lot of times, when people think you're not doing anything, they won't bother you until it's too late. And so now, no one can't say anything about my fabric store because I have it already. So they can't. Mm. Hey, girl, you don't have to come to it, but I know one of these days I'm gonna have something you're gonna need. You know. Um. So I just move at a space. And I think when you become a man, you be, you put away childish things. I was young. You better New, preach, okay? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm a kappa, so I'm so it's. I say you were kappa. 
Yeah, Spring 98, Beta Lambda. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, it's a lot of different moving parts to Rico Chappelle. And a lot of people don't even know. And I just kind of really move. I kind of grin to myself and, and laugh. And But what I got coming up this year, the end of this year, and next year, you know, I will tell you, like, my goals are to buy a building. I love it. You know, yes. you know my, my, my goal is to, I don't know if I'm going to do a brick and mortar store, but I do want to get my shoes, my candles, my home stuff in a lot of black businesses. You I know, love that. I'm wearing a shirt now that says not sold and leave this bird <laughs> off the side. You know, um, and, and, you know, it's funny because I was making, you know, mockery of like Sergio, like you, he got all these deals and I'm like, right? Baby, I don't care. I'm, I'm making a shirt that says not sold and da 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 And we laugh a lot. We laugh a lot. And I sent him a shirt. I said, you can't wear this on social media, but here's your shirt. Right, right. You know. Well, I'm, I'm curious. What, in, like, when did you come up with the concept of the House of Chappelle? Okay, so. As an actual fashion house. So when um, I was in college, we took an entrepreneurship class mm. and my first, my first business was Glamour World Costumes because wow. I did a lot of costumes. Like, you know, I, I have a background in theater. So my, my, my minor is dance. I do it. There's a lot. Of, my oh, minor yeah. is, my, my, I skipped over that. My minor is dance. So wow. I sing and dance, and that's why my dad wanted me to do. Um, and I, do, I do spit coming, but I just I got braces, so it's. Oh, no, it's all, no. Okay, this I've got this audience. I mean, I'm like, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just don't even. So, and so, um, I used to do a lot of the costumes for theater plays and all that wow. good stuff, and 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 so it was. I just knew that, and my mentor at the time, Tyrell Holmes, out of Baltimore, mm. Maryland. He was wow. a costume, and so I was so fixated on costumes and building this and all that good stuff. So then um, everybody else was like, "Oh, Chappelle is just a ring, nice ring to it," and blah 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 blah. Mm. So I was like, "I want a fashion house." Love. So I started the House of Chappelle. It's just the umbrella for everything. The House wow. of Chappelle, and that's how it started, and it's. I got some really nice things coming up and it's going to solidify the mark of what the brand is really about. Yeah. How um, would you describe that? Like, what is the house of Chappelle lifestyle? Like what the is this lifestyle brand? Okay. So just take you as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, every single day you don't wear expensive clothes. You don't, you may throw on a cardigan from target you may throw on a pair of ballet flats from Tory Burch, and but then you may put on Chanel fragrance, mm-hmm. and then that even you may have a date, so you may put up on a five hundred dollar cocktail dress or two thousand dollar gown. Chappelle House of Chappelle is all of that. We're going to give you ready to wear. We give we got my ballet flat come out next week. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, my ballet flag comes out next week. My bag. You oh know. my god, that is so dope! Yes, Wait, what my, is that coming out? 
Well, it's been out. It just we had a problem with manufacturing, but it's coming out. They're working on them now, child. I have my candle. I need that bag. Stat. Oh, I can't wait. I can't my wait. Candle. Oh Can my goodness. Yes. Six, sexy AF. I love it. Um, we're working on fragrances. We're working on, you know, we wanted to move in Fifth Plaza to compete against Gucci. I wanted to run him out of business. They said I was a little ghetto to be in Fifth. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They pretty much said that my brand was too loud. I was unpredictable. And that wow. I sell a lot of things that their competitors sell. Like I sell evening gowns. I, mm-hmm. They try to make the story up that, oh, you have, uh, you sell underwear. And I was, and I was like, well, so now I'm telling you, I have a way with words. And I the said, well, so does great. What'd you say? The underwear looks great. You guys we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes so you can go shopping. <laughs> it's, it's really it's, great. Thank you. And so I was like, so does sex. So does Versace. And so does a number of other places of underwear. We just having a sale at the time when it was, reviewing my profile and so when we they was like well we don't have any space right now um and they, they eventually told a friend of mine that his brand was too loud and wow and too unpredictable um uh, and when i went in i wanted a permanent space in the mall which uh if anybody knows about like property signing properties mm-hmm. uh, they get they're like the biggest mall. Yeah, they're uh, huge. <laughs> uh, what you call that? Uh, like, um, I, I don't what. It's not what a franchise. Their, like what? They're the real estate. Real estate yeah. developer. Small real estate developer. developer in, yes. In the um the U.S. and um, it's huge. And they get a large percentage of uh, percentage of your sales. <gasps> I didn't know well. that. Yeah, they do. And so I wanted a permanent space, which I will go in and do. They can't put you out. But when you have a temporary space, which most mm-hmm. black vendors have in malls. Interesting. They, they can put you out anytime they want to get with a 30 day notice without any without any warning. So I wanted a permanent space. And so I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I will be honest. I would love to, if I had, if somebody said, Rico, what state would you do a brick and mortar in right now? I would say either Brooklyn or DC. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brooklyn. And just for the, the namesake of it all and just introduce the brand or even Dallas. Yeah. I, I think a lot of Dallas is number one online really? for me right yeah, Dallas is number one. Dallas and Houston and then New Orleans. Wow. Yeah, you wow. would never and then comes Baltimore, Maryland area, DC, mm-hmm. you know, that DMT area and North Carolina. Wow. Tennessee is not even on the top five, and that's where I'm actually from. Yeah. Wow. And Atlanta is not even on the top five, but Atlanta is more come to you. But yeah. And and the PR because there's so many like celebrities like congregated in that space. It, most time the celebrities don't want to pay for no money. It's, no, no, celebrities it, don't it, pay for anything. I'm like, you guys. Yeah, it's 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 kind of really sad. But like I would say, like Tony will pay for everything. She paid for everything. That was my homegirl. So I love you know. it. We love you, Teddy. <laughs> One of the greatest. Yeah, she has a lot of time right now. But that's 
That's a whole other story. Oh my God, Rico. I love it. It's it's never a dull moment, which we love. Um, but I, you know, I'm curious for, I, and I know you get this question a lot because I, I've seen you answer it, but I'm curious if, if things have changed like since the pandemic and with everything going on for the person who wants, you know, the aspiring, the young aspiring designer after all that you've learned in your career, is there one thing that really sticks out that you feel is the most important thing for them to know and keep in mind as they're on their fashion journey? You gotta be real, real with yourself. When, when, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it like this, when shit's selling, move on. I see so many designers try to push this weird now don't get me wrong have your aesthetic or style right right but if it's not working it's not selling you got to be real with yourself and there's so many people want to get in this business and not don't want to study like i'm mm. still studying and learning and finding new equipment and, wow. and, and learning new techniques and that's one of the reasons why i moved to la as well because i needed a a platform of a manufacturers and mm. knowing the terminology and, and, and talking to people and building these relationships. And now I have an amazing network out in, the, in LA, like I wow. do in New York. New York was easy for me because I had yeah. friends there. It was a, a $250 flight. You know, LA yeah, back in the day so was 500 to get to. So, you know, I really couldn't afford it. But as I got older and I'm like, okay, I'm moving, going back and forth to LA every twice a month now, I can go ahead and do it. So I think, Continue to educate yourself. Um, those of you that want to be designers, if you don't have rich parents, why you haven't bought a sewing machine? Why mm. you ain't learned how to sew? But you want me to give you all the information that I have for absolutely free and you have done nothing. You have done absolutely nothing. And you just got to be real with yourself. If it's not if it's not working, like, like I, me and Sergio had this discussion Luckily, he had parents and his mother and his life to where he didn't have to sacrifice the integrity of his brain and do something cheap. Mm, I had yeah. to because I growing up makeup was different. My mom wasn't around. Like yeah. she gave me money, I had to get her money and find mm-hmm. her and break out stuff like that. And so our makeup was totally different. So instead of selling this stretch dress for five hundred dollars, I'm gonna go ahead and sell it for for. For seventy five because I gotta pay rent, I gotta do this, and it's just like now I said, Sergio, I'm actually going high end, but I'm also keeping the aesthetics of just a regular woman. Like, yes, you want every a day, yeah. You I'm want just... a ballet flag. You want a pair of twenty dollars socks or a fifty dollars yeah. socks. You want a ten dollar pair of underwear. I can do that now, and and so you know, and and my last advice. Crawl before you run. Stop wow. trying to do everything so big and fabulous and so amazing and, and move in silence, honey, because them haters be on you like why don't right <laughs> <Freak they>? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you know, uh, when you when you were talking about the sewing machine, it seems like in this digital age with everything going on, like is it really necessary to still know how to sketch? And, and so even if you could like, you know, get someone to, you know, like do it digitally, like, and then you send it over to China. Like, it seems like a lot of people are doing 
Well, that, like, without you, that artistic. You can do it if you got the cash. Uh, you can do it if you got the cash, you know? <laughs> like, you can do it if you got the money. But I'm going to be honest. I'm a cheapskate. I, like, I just hired somebody from New York to do a print for me. And I said, the print is grown from the eye. I need a seamless spring. He had all this. But I took classes for two years and da-da-da-da-da and so-and-so, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I said, but it's grown. Wow. I need to print myself. Wow. Because I know how to do it. I taught myself how to do it. I looked at YouTube videos. I searched the internet. And I just did it myself. It's amazing. And so now, <clears throat> now, known to the next. So I just feel like, and, and like Oprah said, you always want to be the one to write the checks. You always want to be over. You got, the whole saying, a drag of all trades, but a master of none. And the, the, the rest of the quote really goes as if I'd rather be a jack of all trades. I'd rather be a jack of all trades than a master of none. But it goes, it ends something, but you would know more than, the person that know have that one thing, some, 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 some. Ah, so, so you know, so yeah, I forgot that part. And um, but it's good to know a lot of things, especially when you're dealing with your business. Even when I'm dealing with contractors, yeah, like okay, you want to charge me what? What's what's the breakdown of labor and materials? Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go out buy the materials myself. And no, I just want you to put up the wall. I'm going to do the sheet rocket or I'm going to go to Home Depot and get some Mexican pants. Like, so you always just want to be knowledgeable about everything, especially when it comes to spending your dollar. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, I could literally talk to you all day. Literally. Um, We'll have to have a powwow when you're on the side of town, but. So you are in New York or DC? I'm in the DC area. I am based in. Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, you know? I got you. I got yes, you. yes. So, you know, the pandemic has us all, you know, just sort of in our little silos. But I go back and forth to New York at, at least once a month. Are you so. going to return to New York? Or you, you know, love your peaceful life in Maryland? I love it. Took me a minute. Like at first I was devastated. Like I had a, an entire like depression, like anxiety attack. I don't know what's going on and left New York to right. like figure out if I still wanted to be in fashion or not, because as like in the weeds, I kept hitting, like I kept hitting a wall in terms of like moving up and, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. New York is a beast. And I was like, ah, and even like, like, just, I was like, I want to make more money. I want to do, so I was like, let me go to grad school and think about it. You know, like typical millennial move. And I'm so glad I did. I wound up getting married, having kids, um, but I, but I am now single with my kids, but it's all good. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> we're still friends, you know, okay, good. but I remember like for a while, I was just like, man, like I really want like I, I wanted to go back to New York and I was like, I don't know if I could still even do fashion, but then I wound up covering fashion and politics before things got crazy. And it was, mm. it was great, you know? And so like, there are opportunities, especially with the internet and like, mm-hmm. yes. you know, all of the ways that we can connect, you can do fashion anywhere depending yeah. on what, what your vision is. So um, I- you never really I lose would, that. 
I was talking to Jetta um, yesterday, actually, and he said he's just tired of the, it's just so hard. It's just the mm. hustle. And I tell him, I said, I was wondering, because I kept saying Jetta moved to Atlanta, moved to Atlanta. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Because, you know, he went to school. Him, Sergio Hudson, all them went to school yep. together. Yep. And mm. um, I was like, you need to move to Atlanta. Like, they'll respect your gift. Uh, and when I had one of my stores, I used to sell his clothes in my store. I'm like, they love your stuff here, but you just have to wow. be, you know. Um, but he was just saying, like, being at home. Yeah. Like, it was just, just when you get older, it's just, a, you just want to just sit on a porch and drink a <laughs> glass of tea, you know, and just have a, just a that moment. That sounds divine, I know. <laughs> right, right. And you don't have that moment in New York, you know. Yeah. And then the city is, is I remember I went up there right when the pandemic, it was still crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, Atlanta, we never closed. No. Oh, and yeah, so, that's but, true. So that's- New York, like literally to get off the plane in New York and it's nobody on the streets. That is scary. Was yeah, it gagged me. And I was like, I was like, it just don't even feel like the same place. Like yeah. so many places are closed down. So many the 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 the, the gourmet district, the fabric district is, is minimized to like half of a block. <gasps> like it's 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 like small stores and all these. Oh my god! You know, agents have taken over with these weird rhinestone places, and not it's just not a, as amazing that it used to be. You know, Fred Frankel, which was the the biggest distributor of Swarovski crystals in the U.S. clothes. I've been working with them for 20 years. And, and he was like, Rico, he was like, we're closing. I was wow. like, no, shit, not you shitting me. He was like, we couldn't, we couldn't survive. It's like all the Broadways and plays and theaters and bands yeah, and all that. Done. It's just, you know, and they was like, we couldn't maintain this high rent in New York. So they moved to Queens and then wow. they couldn't have the Queens and they closing their doors. That is wild. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a new day for sure. Right. I mean, I still love I still love New York. Oh, I will yeah. say after after Fashion Week, I was happy to come back for the first time, I think, right. like in my life. I was like, "You know what? I love New York. It was it's amazing to visit, but I I kind of like my life happening over here in Maryland. It's kind of weird. I never thought right. I'd be that person ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm from Nashville to Atlanta and to go to New York, like at least in LA, you get trees and you get sunshine and you get a person that will, will smile at you. They want black though, but <laughs> you know, they'll smile at you and you just, you know, you never got that in New York, you just got this fast space. And don't get me wrong, when I'm in the mix of it all, I'm like, 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 like bump, bump, you know, like, like, like I would never ride the subway again in New York. <laughs> you know, oh, I would never with this stuff that's going on. It's like that, it is crazy. Forth. It's, it's crazy. like a petri dish of just yeah, stuff. it's a petri and, dish. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I love New York, but I think I'm good here <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, I would love to do a tour something in New York, but. I don't think I can live. Time will tell. Time time will tell. I love it. Well, this is a fashion moment. And so I ask all of our guests, what is one, because I'm sure you have a million, what is one of your favorite fashion moments of all time? It could be personal, professional, something you witnessed or experienced, but a, a moment that was just really magical 
for you where you're just like fashion? You know what? Recently in New York. Wow. Um, I went to the Sergio Hudson show because I, my being, I believe in supporting my peers. Yes. Um, I didn't get the memo that you got to have your vaccination card and all that stuff. So I couldn't get in the show, but I was dressed, had on my glasses, my suit. The amount of people that went absolutely bananas and they wasn't black people. It was like, oh my God, Rico Chappelle, Rico Chappelle, take a picture. And I was like, and you know, I'm keeping composure and taking a picture. That was a moment for me that my friend said, you are a freaking star. So it solidified and planted my feet firmly in a cement that I am never going nowhere in this fashion industry. And before, if I die tomorrow, like I know that I've left a mark on people's lives. Ah, I love that. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Oh my God. What a moment. Wait, did you make your suit that day, by the way? Yes, I did. And and can you describe? Because I need, you know, I could I could go to Getty Images and try to pull something up, but I'm, you know, can you just it's on my page? It's it's on my page as well, my Instagram page. So I wore a red um slim tailored suit with a wide lapel. And I wore Dior, the big Dior shades with the Dior bag. Like, we, I changed at the airport. Stop. <laughs> and I had myself in a big Dior bag. And I like the fact that when I wear the glasses, you see no emotion on my face. It's just like a cold stare. And people was just like, Rico? And it was like, it, 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 it was, it was a moment. It was a moment for me. And my friend was like, oh my God, <laughs> like this, this, she's like, I'm going to still back and let you get your moment right yes. here. So, yeah. It was amazing. It was wow. amazing. I'm yeah. so, that just, ah, I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, thank it you. Just, you're welcome. And one last thing, it just shows yeah. how, how, people have tried to keep the brown faces out of fashion. And when I said most of those people were not even black, like these girls was carrying around trail far bags. And, wow. and it was like the experience, that was, the experience was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like fashion is becoming colorblind. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's, it's really becoming colorblind. And if, mainstream the rest of the world don't catch up it's going to become fold and this fashion is going to become in the hands of black people but i think it should just be a universal worldwide thing Mm. we all speak the language of fashion yeah and we're all you know we're all blending here in the united states pretty much (laughs) it will there will be a very large uh what what is it Uh, people of color or will eventually be like the majority collectively. What was that? Like uh, yeah, yeah. few years. Yeah. That's what they say in the next 30 to 40, 50 years is going to be a mixed society. Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, fashion's got to catch up and it looks like we're making the right step. So yeah. Ah, well, thank you so much. I'm so excited that you were on the show. I'm such a fan. I'm just, hearing these stories and just, you know, the rainbows and butterflies. Like, I feel that. I feel that. Yes, yes. So thank you. You're welcome. 
Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.